Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to side B of Technical Alpha. Got the questions, we've got the answers. In this, the 28th week, how many do we got today? 13, not bad. Not too bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Just expand this here so we can see all of them. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September the 21st, 2017. And we just kicked off a beefy side A. <laughs> yeah, so let's make this one not uh, as that beefy. Was a, just I'm so beefy. Over so, here. so beefy. All right, so, gentlemen, we got questions. Anyone Has anyone selected a question yet? I just got to the page now. Do we have a question, have a question on chat? Okay, what's the question? I saw this one, and it resonated with me instantly. This is from Jorbach. He's actually a first-time patron, uh, $25 hey, pledge. Welcome! Hey. So, um, I feel like he gets me when I read this question. Um, have you ever gotten really lost... Mm. Now I feel uh, like I feel like when he wrote this question, I feel like it's like not like oh I don't know where I am, but like wow I have no fucking clue where I am and I'm kind of scared right now. Type of lost. No. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Ish. <laughs> uh. The closest that I've ever been to being. Lost was was when, uh, you know, we've discussed when we were younger, we built endless camps. And there were, the further back you went, there were, there were, there was a time where uh, there was a certain spot in the woods that, that would have lined the back part of our street that goes on for a good long while. I mean, you're going to walk for hours in one direction before you hit the next side of civilization. Uh, in the woods. And there was a certain area for the longest time that was the furthest that anybody on the street had gone. And, um, oh, what did we call it? We called it like the junkyard or something. <laughs> Can't remember. I think it was, we called it the junkyard. And the reason we called it that is that there was a, a sizable at some point, uh, hunting shack or something that somebody had built. I think this is this before Jeff was on the street. um, Back in the woods, there was a very specific path to take to get to it, uh, but it was abandoned years and years and years and years ago, but there were, uh, there was still stuff inside of it, uh, the pans and stuff like that, and, but it was like half fallen over and all this crap. And a lot of the wood that we originally got for these camps came from this site. And uh, for the longest time, this that was the, the first time no, this wasn't the Lumberyard. Okay. This was back in the woods. This was some shack that somebody had built years and years and years ago, like probably 15, 20 years before we were around, um, and probably before the street was developed. So it was about 15 minutes into the woods walk. Uh, further than that, nobody ever went. Then eventually, you know, the older we got, the further back into the woods we would feel comfortable going. Uh, and when we were first exploring back there, there weren't, there's no paths really. There's a couple of paths, but there's not really much for, for paths back there. Was that like in go, behind Brian's house almost like on that little path? If you just keep walking straight or was this a different area? 
It was uh, other end of the street, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, you'd Up go in. Scott's house. So in order to get there, we often would take the, the path that was on Brian's end of the street because it was the most defined path that was there. And it went the length of the street. Like it ran parallel yeah, yeah. once you got back all the way. And then there was a a path that was kind of overgrown on an offshoot. It was more. It was probably more of an animal path. Uh, and you got back, and then if you walked a straight line long enough, and you held you held uh, a hill to your right, you would get to this secondary path, older that had been grown over. But then the shack was back here. I don't know if you remember. Remember we we had considered putting a paintball field way back there at some point. That mm-hmm. area was where the shack used to be before we stripped it clean. So that was where that was, that was where it was. But anyway, uh, the older we got, the further back we would go, and. There was this one day that that um, Brian and I decided to just fucking give her, <laughs> and we went deep, 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 deep into that woods. When we were, I don't know how old we would have been at the time, but uh, we we went back. I don't know, Jeff, you were probably back for that far enough at some point. But there was there's a, if you go back far enough, like kilometers, there's a lake back there, one of a few. We went all the way back to this lake. And it took long enough that by the time we got there, the sun was starting to go down. And uh, so we turned around. We were immediately basically trying to get back home. We'd never been this far back. There are no paths back there. We're not really all that old. Uh, and you can't, there's no, you don't, you don't see houses, nothing. You're in the thick fucking Canadian woods back there. And we struggled because at one point you go off a path. We, we were trying to find the path that we were on to get there. We couldn't find it. We were finding animal paths, you know, that deer would trot, you know, trodden down and all this other shit. We couldn't find the path and we wandered aimlessly until it was dark. And at that point, we were looking at each other going, well, shit, we're kind of fucked right now. Uh, and thankfully, eventually, I heard a truck backing up. You know, you hear the, the, the beep of the truck. Beep, beep. I heard that and I got the direction and we just walked in that direction and we ended up like three or four streets down from uh, our home street coming out on the road. Uh, and uh, and it took us a while. We had to get out to the main road to even know where the hell we were. But thankfully, we got home, and uh, it wasn't late enough that our parents had lost their minds yet. But if we'd have been much later, we'd pro- they'd probably be like, all right, where the shit did Adam and Brian go? But that was the closest I'd ever gotten to being legitimately lost. Uh, and it was a little freaky because when you're that old and you're in the woods by yourself, you know, at nighttime, it's oh, yeah. it's it's a little spoop, a little spoopy. Yeah, I I haven't I have never been lost. I'm the the closest thing that I can think of of being lost is when I woke up on top of a Gatorade machine in the student union building, and it wasn't <laughs> I I figured. Oh, that story well, I, is good. Yeah, I you figured were just when mentally I woke lost. Up, yeah, like uh, when I woke up, I thought I was drugged. And I, so I checked, I bought a Gatorade, obviously. I bought an orange Gatorade, went in the bathroom, checked my ass, see if I was raped. And then <laughs> I came out. I knew exactly where I was because I went to school down there, but I didn't know how I got there. That's the closest thing to lost I ever was. So, how, yeah, how hammered do you have to be to wake up on top of a Gatorade machine? Hammered. I'm pretty know, sure I, I was know. drugged in some way. I want to know what the drunk or drugged reaction is. I'm going to climb on top of this machine. Yeah, snuggled up on top of a Gatorade machine. I want to see the security footage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to see. And I, and I get up and I walk out to the door and the janitor's coming in and I'm locked in beds? from the inside yeah. out. And he has no idea how I got in there. 
Did you have like what? a bunk bed in your dorm or something, or were you in like a single? No, you like, see, you, like uh, it was an initiation that vending machine. Nah, it, it it was like initiation night, and I got really hammered, and I went to Pizza Corner, got a donair, and I remember throwing the tin foil in the garbage and blacked out. And the next thing I knew, it I woke up like on the other side of campus on a Gatorade machine. It was like five thirty, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. The sun was just coming up. And I wake, I'm literally on top as fucking dusty as shit and everything up there. And I'm like, the fuck? And I climb down, I get an orange Gatorade and um, <laughs> I take a sip, man. I was dehydrated as fuck. And uh, yeah, I and then I had somebody's, the image I had somebody's dorm keys in my, uh, in my, in my pocket. <laughs> uh, I had no idea what happened, dude. So that was the, that was the most lost oh, I ever was. man. It's just the image of you curl, curled up on a gate. The security footage. I would have the first thing. Yeah. I'd be like, please. I Show know me. it's fucked up, but can I see the security footage of me climbing up on this Gatorade like, machine? Why would, I, why would I even do that? Like, who does that? Like, not in my <laughs> life have I ever thought about climbing a Gatorade machine for any reason at all. Oh, it's absolutely, so, anyway, absolutely beautiful. What about you, Panic? Um, so there's a little bit of backstory on this, just about me as a person. I'm sure if you guys have ever seen me or walked around with me in person, I have a notorious tendency that as soon as I come out a door, I'll look one direction. I might even take a step or two and that will immediately turn in the other direction and start walking. Um, that's because my mind has a mental filter, um, that my internal compass is always 180 degrees wrong. So my natural instinct to go one direction I must override it and then immediately ah. turn in the other direction to start walking. And that's the right way okay. to go. Um, I developed that because um, we, used to, um, we had some camping trips when I was in high school. And, you know, kids misbehave. They go and wander where places they shouldn't at night. Um, so we were literally, we were camping trip like, like hiking packs, tents, a bunch of us out in the woods. You know, we, you know many, many hours away from home. We took like a 15-passenger van up to like Vermont or something. And we were camping in the woods somewhere out in Bumblefuck nowhere, Appalachian trail. And, you know, nighttime rolls around lights out. Everyone's in their tents. Buddy and I decide, you know what? We're going to explore a bit. Cause you know, we're brilliant. Um, we take one, we only take our headlamps and you know, whatever we go, we take, we, we wandering in the woods for maybe 20, 30 minutes before we realize we have no, the, no fucking idea where we are. We thought we were on the trail, but we actually lost the trail at some point. And we're like, you know what? Buddy's just like, let's just, let's just try to backtrack. And I'm following him for a while. And we're going. And then, like, we're walking for, like, maybe half an hour to an hour. And we finally just, like, I'm like, I feel like we're going in circles. And then he's just like, yo, man, like, I have no idea where we are. What the hell are we going to do? By, the, by now... It's probably like one in the morning or something. No one's going to know we're out here for another couple of hours. Everyone's asleep. And I'm just like, got no friggin' idea. He's like, all right, let's walk for a little while longer. And we keep walking for maybe about another 15, 20 minutes before we stop. And we're like, you know what? We might be getting really far away. To me, what direction do you want to go? And I'm just looking and I'm like, dude, at this point, you know, it's warm enough. We might just want to like sit and wait here until sunrise and then we'll figure out where we are and go. And then he's like, he's like, what direction, if you had to go, which direction would you go? And I'm like looking around and I'm like, first thing I say is under no circumstances, am I going to go in that direction? I just like point. And then I'm like, my, my entire body is telling me we should be going that way. 
but I don't want to go right now, so we'll wait until morning. Um, morning rolls around. Again, we slept in the middle of the woods, no sleeping bags, nothing. We pretty much were just sitting against <laughs> trees waiting for like four or five hours, and the sun starts coming up. And, you know, we hear people from the camp waking up, and we realize that we were no more than 200 feet away from our campsite in exactly oh, that direction. No. Oh <laughs> no! That would have been amazing like, if you decided so you to walk guys, at that moment. So at that point, why did you guys just not yell for help at any point? Like they would have <laughs> just heard you. We like, would have. We figured help. we would have gotten. We figured we would have gotten in so much trouble that we're just like and you know like, what? Hey, panic! We see you. Right over here, panic! I hear you loud and clear. You don't need to yell, bud. <laughs> figured Stand we would have right gotten in you. so much trouble. So literally in the morning, we just played uh, it off. The teacher's like, "You look shit." I was like, "Yeah, we didn't sleep all that well." It's like, "Well, why were you so far out there?" He's like, "Yeah, we we're looking for a place to piss." <laughs> that was that. That's no one. No one knew we got lost. Feet into the woods, take a piss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. This one comes in from Neil Pring, who is a what? Press the wrong button. Back this up real quick. Oh, no, you didn't just do this. Anyway, the the question is, while I go back and find this again, the question is, what was, uh, or, oh, what is the funniest and or most epic meltdown you've ever witnessed? Oh, man. Um, okay, definitely hands down, it's an easy one. It's when Kanye West said George Bush doesn't like black people. <laughs> oh, my God. That is probably when he's st- and and then they panned over to the camera that poor fucking dude that was in the fucking back hallway, and he looked oh, like oh he, yeah a oh yeah they the cut it was like next to the gator he was coincidentally yeah. I think next to a Gatorade or Gatorade Coke machine. machine yeah <laughs> and he's sitting there going you know and and it, Michael Myers was just going oh my, like, uh, my God. I remember I remember watching Mike Myers face when Kanye said the words and 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 he was like internally screaming but also kind of like what the fuck did you just say and just yeah. Yeah, because uh, he just kind of slow nodded and was like looking off in the distance, like, "Oh, okay, fuck. Kanye." How do you even <laughs> respond to that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly, so. right? Uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I think the uh, I I don't know if it was funny. It was funny at the time, but when you're older and you look back on things like this, you realize you just the kid kids are just assholes. So. Um, this is a junior high and we had a, we had a, uh, substitute teacher. She was, um, uh, she might've been from India. I want to say she was from India and her English was, was okay, but her accent was fucking so thick. You could just barely understand uh, what she was saying, especially for kids. Like once you're older, you've been exposed a bit more, uh, but when you're kids, it was even harder. Anyway. It didn't really matter that she was from India. It mattered that she was a substitute teacher. And on top of that, she was a bit if of a, a, a... She was she was a short fuse, like really short fuse. And so obviously, you show you show kids that age that you're a short fuse, and uh, you're going to get antagonized like crazy. And so the whole time that she was there, it was just nonstop torture from the kids, and she was slowly losing her mind. She was sending everyone to detention. It was like everyone but one student at one point. All but one got sent to detention... Uh, she was just getting angrier and angrier. She'd randomly storm out of the classroom and just leave us for long stretches of time and then just show up again. And we'd all be just sitting there doing whatever. And then one day the, the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, this, this kid's name is Jared. 
and uh, he was a bit of a shit disturber. And uh, he decided that when she was out, he was going to take a whole strip of firecrackers and and light them and put them in her desk. And so, yeah, so he does that. She comes back in, sits down, and just... And it's fucking like she's sitting next to super loud, right? And it's going off in a chain. And she's losing her shit. She doesn't know if there's fucking gunfire or what's going on. And she's screaming. And she and then it stops. And she opens her desk and she sees the smoke and shit coming out of her desk. And she just dead silent and just fucking then just blew up. Lost her shit. Said I'm. She said I'm fucking done. She screamed it. I'm fucking done. Grabbed her shit and is and is walking out of the building. She leaves the class. Just no, fucking pieces out. Fucking done. Pretty much. And gets it. Gets her shit and is storming out of the school. And we all follow her. And she's outside. The kids are still yelling at her. She's running at this point to her car, fucking crying. Uh, you guys are just fucking like, savages. Oh, just fucking wow. yelling. That was terrible. I, I, okay. I didn't. I, Were you uh, running at him, um, or did you stay I, in the room? No, no, I, I, no, I definitely watched it because that was some shit you only see once in your life. I walked and I was watching from the front doors, but pe- people were running at Jared. Was like fucking running after her and and yelling at her That's and everything. And the principal comes. Jared's a The dick. principal comes out and the principal's running after her. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like trying to get her to get back in the school, and she just gets in her car, fucking pieces off, you know, pieces out. And then we're just all left with a teacher sitting in the classroom, where the principal has to come by and like sit with us for the rest of the time. And there were some hefty suspensions. Yeah, that's like after that type one shit. You do that, you're fucked. So that was uh, that was the craziest one that I saw. And when you're a kid, there's some humor in it because you don't really understand what the shit you're you know the, like that the, that's just going on there. Mean when you're an adult, but just that's just just asshole material, right? So yeah, that that was that was the the biggest one I saw for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the one I saw was probably when I was in college. Um, you know, the type of student who's like never been told no, they're kind of just used to getting their way type of thing. Um, we had like one of those sorority girl types in, um, one of my, uh, like business classes. I think it was micro eco or something. And she would always like show up late, but she'd also always show up late to the exams. Um, and for like the second midterm, you know, or for the first midterm, she showed up like 45 minutes late and then asked for extra time because she had an allotment for extra time. So the professor was kind of annoyed because now, you know, instead of having to stay like, you know, the 20, 30 minutes extra for the allotment for, you know, learning disabilities or whatever, he now had to stay like an extra hour and a half to two hours. So meaning he had to stay until like six o'clock, which oh, know, not fun. So because our, our midterms were called four o'clock because they happened at like four o'clock and they ran for like an hour, hour and a half. So, um, after the first one, he warned her in class saying, if you show up late more than five minutes to any exam or more than 10 minutes to any class, I'm going to fail you unless you have a note. So midterm, next midterm rolls around. She shows up 45 minutes late, walks in. It's like, ask for an exam. Pen, pencils, everything ready. He's like, no, I failed you 40 minutes ago. Um, Oh, get wrecked. And he's like, I warned you. I even told you in class multiple times before today. And she just had that look on her face of like, she couldn't process and understand what was happening. Then he, she was just like, 
so give me the test so I can take it. And he's just like, I don't believe you understand. You have failed this course. Like, <laughs> like not just even you failed the course. <laughs> You're done, bud. And then she, she was just like, literally, she had the exchange, so, but give me the test. She said it like seven times. Before and you did the like slow, like the slow, the slow registering was just like it was actually kind of really sad and upsetting to watch. It was like you could <laughs> tell she was like it finally like was dawning on her that she really fucked up. And then and finally, after like the seven times, he's like, "Do you have a note? Why were you late?" Like the professor was trying. He's like, "Why were you late?" He's just like, "I was talking to friends. I'm sorry. I forgot." He's just like, "I can't help you." Like. Oh. I, there was actually a similar a similar thing when I was in university. Um, the prof didn't fail them like that, but there was uh, this was third he was year a nice guy too. when third year and uh, third year in, in business uh, at at St. Mary's you do finance. There's finance one and two, and um, they're considered some of the the, the tougher courses because uh, in our in our in our school. We did all of the course, all of the course load that other universities split into two semesters. We we did in a combined just one semester, and so it was a very intensive. Like you were doing new shit all the time. So it was a, it was a pretty rough course to begin with. They got a new department head the the year that I go into my third year for finance, and he also is of course at the time he's now so he's tenured and he became uh, a professor for. Um, for my uh for my finance and he came from toronto and for people in canada uh, they'll understand this is that uh toronto thinks that it's the center of the universe and at the very least thinks it's the center of canada and that toronto is better than literally everyone it's 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 the let's let's say toronto is the new york of canada is the closest comparison that i can that i can think of it's the center of the fucking universe Toronto is the closest thing to asshole that this country uh, that this country has, and they have a a bit of a complex. Uh, Toronto specifically has a complex about the East Coast. They can't. They think the East Coast is this useless bunch of fucking backwater hicks. So this guy comes from Toronto. Obviously, he's not good enough to get tenured proposition at one of like U of T or some other fucking like more prestigious school. So he comes all the way down to Halifax to be the Sobe School of Business. Now he thinks he's swinging big dick because he's the friggin' department head of finance there. <laughs> and, and he decides he's, he, that, that, um, that he's just going to be super hard about absolutely everything. So he'll teach you a bunch of stuff, but then in, on tests and whatnot, he'd present you a shit that he'd never taught you, but just assumed that you'd be able to extrapolate and be able to just do on the fly. And he'd always say, this is how we do it in Toronto. No, it's not, you fucking idiot. We all have friends going to the universities of Toronto. This is not how it's done, but keep telling yourself that. It's like, you know, you guys down here, he says, he says in the middle of the class, he'd be like, you guys have it way too easy here. Back home where I'm from in Toronto, this shit is just like a cakewalk, and you guys are fucking it up, and it's not my fault. And he's like, and, but he's tenured, so he could basically just walk around literally naked and fucking start jerking it in class, and it wouldn't matter because the dude's going to get paid like $200,000 to be this finance prof anyway. And so the whole semester goes on, and the, and the average passing rate, or the average, sorry, the average percentage of people in this course was a failing, like, a failing grade. The average was a fail. People were when, getting 
fucked. It was like a 43% average. So if you were ba- if you were like banging out like a 65-70%, you were some sort of fucking financial savant and then everyone else was getting wrecked. And to make matters you're worse, there's Toronto. obviously exactly oh yeah. Mm. You're from the good stock. <laughs> so so and then of course there's another professor and those guys are just fucking sailing along. It's difficult because again we crammed all in one semester. But the, the passing, it was a, it was obviously like the average over there was like a 57, 58, 60, somewhere in there. So, uh, and everyone's talking about this prof and he's losing his shit. Doesn't matter. End of the year comes around. Here's the final exam. People have been studying. Like, I don't know if, if uh, like anyone else would probably understand this. Finals times for, for university comes around. You go to the library or wherever, you know, on your campus, different campuses have different places where people tend to congregate to study for like anything and they tend to study in places where other people are studying the same course their people talk about it mostly it's a bunch of whining bitching and complaining and camaraderie around the fact that you're all fucking dead tired and you just want to sleep but you can't because you got four exams the next day and you gotta bang them all out over a 12 hour period so this oh is all God. happening and there are people losing their shit over finance because they don't want to fail because it's expensive as fuck and they don't want to have to take the course all over again because it's a mandatory course and there's a couple of people specifically that are just they can't get it they just cannot fucking put it together. Exam day comes in, and when we write the exams at, at, at our school at the time, you did it in this big-ass gymnasium auditorium thing. And they'd all be in there at the same time. And in the background, I hated this so much about St. Mary's. In that gymnasium, the score clock had a constant fucking buzz that was so loud, and you were in there for like four hours. And you're trying to concentrate... And all you can hear in the background is for like four fucking straight hours and you're trying so hard. And so I remember two things. I remember that constant buzz that I had heard for three, you know, two or three years previous to this is whatever. It was like part of my Zen now. It was part of my fucking being. But on the day that we write this exam for this, this fucking finance prof and I'm going and I'm making shit up. I just, I'm bullshitting my way through this fucking exam because I don't know what the fuck he wants me to tell him. Out of out of all the silence except for that buzz, you, suddenly you hear a quick sniff, just a, and then a a whimper, and then and then all of a sudden, full blown five alarm fucking fire. This chick fucking bawling her eyes out, snot fucking ah, like screaming, and so all you can hear is a. And, ah, is crying it sounds like she's being killed and there's like 300 people in this auditorium and of course they all turn around and like snap and look at her and then she realizes everyone's looking at her and she's like so ashamed of herself and her mascara is fucking running and she's just ah, God, I can't do it and the prof is looking at her like you know fucking whatever and she just runs out she doesn't even write it. She just fucking like sprinted out of the room, crying her eyes out. And everyone was so like, what the fuck is happening? And then one other person, a dude, same thing, not as loud. Dude was a little bit more composed about it, but he was crying <laughs> and he was oh shedding tears God. and he was like, and he was getting angry. It was like an angry cry. You know, guys, sometimes when they start crying, they get yeah. angry about the fact that they're crying. This is, so there's a little anger involved. That was where he was at. Beat red face, fucking vein coming out of his head, crying and shit. And he took the paper up and he threw it at the prof and he fucking walked out of the auditorium. And th- those those two meltdowns were, were fantastic. As it turns out, um, that dude's tenure didn't last very much longer and he got sent <laughs> back to Toronto. 
I, uh, I actually did have a I did have a finals meltdown myself. It wasn't like anything public or anything, but um, the professor was super nice. It's the uh, it's, he gave me a uh, gentleman's C on the final um, when I scored a whopping twelve points out of out of two hundred seventy. Oh shit! <laughs> um, it was um I had a it was probability and statistics. The reason he gave me the gentleman's C minus. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason he gave me the gentleman's C was because afterwards I went to him, but I'll explain what happened. Um, I had four exams back to back to back, um, which was pretty much I had a morning, afternoon, evening exam, followed by an 8 a.m. the following morning exam. Um, the, the exam at night went an hour late, so it went until like 11 o'clock at night, so I was already tired. And then I had to do probability and statistics math, which I'm not very good at, at 8 a.m. I got, you know, I crammed did everything, went to the exam, fully ready to go, hyped up on MDX, which was like Mountain Dew energy drink or whatever, ready to go. <laughs> Moment I sat down, professor's like, you may begin. My brain just went like, <laughs> and I shit you not. These questions were not hard when I looked at the exam afterwards. I spent 15 minutes debating if he spelled the word book correctly and how the word book was really funny. Are you sure and you like, weren't just fucking high? I know. It's just like what ended up like I, I found out like effectively, like I was like completely like delusional at that point and like delirious from like staying up for like two, three days or like working on stuff studying. I aced the three exams before, but like pretty much my brain just gave out right before this exam. And the oh. next day, I went, I went to the professor afterwards, and, I'm, and he just looked at me. He's like, what happened? And I'm like, I was exhausted. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I told him, I spent, I pointed to the question. I spent 15 minutes staring at if this word actually was book <laughs> and how hilarious it was. And I was confused. And it was like doing probability and card questions. And I just like, I left most of the test So blank. we gave you a C? I um I had aced the midterms and I had done the homework pretty well and you know I was relatively active in class so he he literally was oh. bewildered as to what happened so he's like I'll give you a C on the final that'll give you like a B minus for the class you know and I had an A going in so I'm like I just looked at him and I'm like that is oh. thank you so much and I was like I just like thank you and then like walked out. Yeah, I have no idea what I, people were asking what I got on that exam. When they're final exams, you don't often know what your score is. You just see the final oh. outcome of your overall grade. We get to like pick um, up unless the tests and go over them. Yeah, no. So we don't um, get to keep the tests though. No, for me that resulted in an A minus. So whatever, I don't even know what I had going into the into the fucking class. And an A minus because we were on a four point three scale means that I had like a an eighty an eighty to an eighty three or something like that on the course. But whatever it was, those tests guaranteed bell curve the fuck because that prof got dumpstered shortly thereafter. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think I think the 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 uh, the dean looked at at, at uh, the failing the failing average and went, you know what? Maybe you should go back to Toronto. Maybe <laughs> you should teach the Torontonians what's going on over there. Uh, all right, let's do one more. All right. Um, Softshoe asked, uh, who is a $50 supporter? Damn. Oh, let's go, Softshoe. Um, he said, what was your biggest blunder in a job interview? 
I I actually don't know. I, I I know what my biggest blunder was at a job, but as an interview. See, I only I only really I had to do two interviews, right? Because after those I, two interviews, we just did the YouTube stuff, and so there's not been I've not had to do a whole lot of of interview stuff. And in, in that case, the, my biggest blunder, I guess, in my in my interview with Enterprise Rent-A-Car was uh, having grades that were better than most people that wanted to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and so they just at the very last meeting was like, yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming by. <laughs> and didn't hire me you're because apparently you're overqualified. And I was like, I just fucking graduated. Like, what do you want from me? Seriously? I'm underqualified in one place. I'm overqualified in another. Just fucking let me work, for God's sake. Entry-level job, yeah. seven years experience, please. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, I think out of you guys, I'm the only one that's actually been like working for a long period of time. Um, the thing is, though... Every job I've actually, I either don't get called or I've gotten the job in the interview. I haven't really, like, ever fucked up an interview other than um, during college I, like, showed up super late to one because my alarm clock didn't go off. But I still somehow got that job because <laughs> um, I, I had, like, the last slot in the day, so they were running late anyway. Mm. But, yeah, no, it's, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to fuck up a job interview unless you're just not prepared for it. Yeah. I've always I've always crushed job interviews. Yeah. So you know, I I I fucked up on a job once. I, I guess I'll say something because yeah. Um, I was working with my old man. This was like years ago. I was like eighteen or nineteen years old, and um, I, I don't know who was with me. It might have been Scott or somebody. Um, but we were we were we were doing construction and we were drywalling a basement. There were, it was a nice, really nice house, and their basement was unfinished. So we were in charge of drywalling. So all the insulation was in, everything was done. We were just banging up sheet. So dad was out doing something else. I don't even know if he was upstairs or he just fucked off somewhere because we could basically, at this point, do it ourselves. Like it wasn't, there was no crazy angles or weird things. It was super straightforward. And uh, there was a huge mirror. Uh, in like the boiler room that was on like piece like uh, there was like towels laid down and then the mirror was just kind of sitting on the towels and leaning up against the wall and we were getting ready to do the boiler room but with the boiler room we only had to do part of it so like some of it w- was to be exposed and then the other side of the wall was to be gyp rocked so the mirror was like leaning against the wall and we gyp rocked the other side. Oh my god, so, I remember when this happened. So there was there was like <laughs> there was like an uh, another spot like in behind where the 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 mirror was laying against that we had to get to. So we ended up moving this mirror and I mean this mirror was fucking huge. It was like a big expensive huge mirror and it had like it was like it looked almost like an antique. It had these big brass designs on it and shit like that like you just know the shit was expensive and dad even warned us like you know don't fuck with the mirror like you know it was put away in on the side so that the crew wouldn't fuck with it well me and i don't even know if it was scott or someone else but it was me and another crew member we ended up picking up the mirror from one side each and instead of moving the towels 
on on the other side of the wall so that we could lay the mirror on the towels. Well, the floor in that room was concrete. So we just laid the the mirror on the concrete. Figured it was and flat. It, yeah, the whole fucking it was the whole thing didn't shatter, but on the right side, on my side, it's almost like when we were putting it down, my side went down first and and hit uh, the concrete. It was and it was very very light, like super light. And a big fucking chunk of it came off the bottom corner. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. And at that point, like, I knew we were fucked. So there was a there was a whole crew doing shit down there. Like, there, the whole basement was getting done. So there was electricians. There was plumbers. There was us doing jip rock and shit. So what we did is we just left it there. We ended up leaving the job. We finished the job. Ended up bouncing, leaving. And like a day later, it was a day or two later, dad asked me, he said, uh, did you guys um, do anything with the, that mirror down there? And the, I knew exactly what he's talking about because obviously like the owners was asking around like, you know, who, who was responsible. And uh, I was like, no, nah, no, we didn't, we didn't touch it. Like we, we didn't go near the mirror. And he was like, oh, okay, that's what I thought. Cause you know, you probably would have mentioned something if you fucking, you know, broke the mirror or some shit. I just straight up lied. So, uh, oh. The the guy who was like in charge of the doing the whole sort of thing, he was the on the hook. Guy, yeah. yeah, he was on the hook for what happened to the to the mirror, and yeah. I never I never fess, fessed uh, up. So that was that was probably me, like the like the most biggest fuck yet. up. I don't think I ever told him. <laughs> I don't think I ever told him. To be honest. Yeah, that's something when you're me. both drunk that you're gonna be like, Dad, look, yeah. I gotta let you in on something. I'm sorry about that mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I broke the mirror. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like I felt bad for like I felt bad, but I knew it was probably a really expensive mirror, and I didn't have any money to to fix the thing. So I know, like you know, looking back now, if it was me today, of course I would speak up and be like, "Yo, I fucked up, dude." Like, you know, uh, what what is it going to cost? But you know, back then when you're young, you just oh yeah, of like, course, whatever. Like, who gives it? Like, there's so many other people. Who, who how are they going to going to know? I don't think so I, I ever. I don't think I ever like in the jobs that I that I had. You know, I never think I got, uh, I never think I, like, really made, like, any major, like, fucking life-ending mistakes or anything like that, but the, I I got caught, I got caught, not slacking, but, uh, on one of my jobs, it was, like, my first, my first job job, I was 15 years old, and I was groundskeeper, a maintenance guy, for, uh, a series of, of condominiums in Halifax, and, uh, I had several things on the property I had to take care of every day. And then in the midst of that, I was also, um, refinishing, uh, the wrought iron, uh, railings and stuff all over the property. So I had to use grinders and everything, take all the old paint and rust and stuff, stuff off, sand it all, repaint it, blah, 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 blah. I, uh, I would get in this habit of, of when I was there in the morning, I'd do everything around the property that I had to get done super quick and then I do, uh, I do like the railings and stuff and I get a certain amount done that I'd be like, you know what? This is probably more than most people get done in a day. And I get that done and then I'd fuck off somewhere. I just go for a walk. <laughs> wow. I just fuck off somewhere. I'd go yeah. for like a, t- no joke. I would, and it was a nice area. So all these trees and it was nice and shaded and I just like two and a half hour long walk. And I had that old Woo. Nokia, you know, the old like brick Nokia 3310 or whatever. Oh, and I'd yeah. be playing, I'd be playing like fall down on that or like uh like snake or some shit and then i just like i'd fucking walk for like two and a half hours and then i come back 
And and unfortunately, eventually the residents, a couple of the residents started noticing this and they, they brought uh, it to the attention of, of my boss. And I was like, oh, no. And they're like, look, you're getting everything done. And it's all great. But you can't be doing that shit. Yeah. You got to at least look busy, man. You got to just make yourself Sleep look busy. Do something. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. all right. And I still did it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've done a, I've done a, I've done, I've had one major fuck up and probably one major slack off. Um, but the major slack off went completely unnoticed. Um, I went for like a two and a half hour, three hour lunch one day because I'm like, fuck it, I'm just tired of working today. This was at like two jobs ago or something went out, and uh, I realized at this point that no one actually realized or understood what I did at the company because I was gone for three hours, <laughs> come back maybe work for another half hour and get up to leave maybe 20 minutes earlier than the day ended. My boss is like to great job today. Good hustle. We accomplished a lot. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. that's the best. Yeah. That is the best yeah. fucking place to be in too. Cause you just, good and I was just like, to all right, <laughs> great, great hustle, job, man. It was really appreciate your job like, here. And I'm like, awesome. Um, I actually Crushed felt bad. I felt bad about that. I'm like, seriously, this guy actually has no idea at all. Um, the one time I really screwed up um, was actually at yeah, this job. Um, I almost, I was literally like this close to getting fired. Um, was um, and it was a completely like rookie mistake that I didn't even think about and just did it. Um, I was learning Python, which is a programming language, and one of the things is Python's got like all big defined stuff for like styling and how you should write code and all this stuff. And one of the things I like to do in general is once I've like gotten a basic idea of the language, I like take some code and I'll put co like a segment of it into like a styler that says, Hey, these are things that you should probably do. So you look like what normal coders do. You know, you might have, you know, might want to change your cases and characters, spacing, you know, and commenting might yeah, want to yeah. do it, like all this stuff. Um, I just took a section of code without thinking and copy and pasted it into one of those things. Literally like oh, two no. weeks later, two weeks later, my boss comes and he's just like, Yo, there was like a cyber breach that you got flagged for that you pasted company code outside the company somewhere. Oh, no. Rip. And I'm just like, the only Rip. time I ever paste code in anything is if I'm like putting it into a styler and it doesn't talk to the outside world. And then he's like, and then, he, then we looked at it and we're like, Apparently, this styler does talk to the outside world. <laughs> and now you know. And I was just like, and I'm like, he's like, what did you paste? I'm like, no, I literally showed him. I'm like, there is nothing of like consequence here, like in this thing. There's no passwords and nothing. But uh, there's a couple of places where the company name is mentioned, even though it's like, you know, just for like whatever, but it's not like accessible. Yeah, it's of all course. Yeah. And stuff. But I'm just like, and he's just like, dude, like this caused a lot of problems. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even realize. And he's like, honestly, he's just like, it got a flag as a mark against me. But I was, he's just like, he literally is like, I had your back this time because honestly, like we told you, yo, learn this language as fast as you fucking can. So it's just like, I probably, he's just like, I probably would have done the same shit. Panic, panic, bro. That was a dope story, but I'm going to stop you real quick. Why? Because if there was, I need, I need a like counter on that story 
<laughs> I said like I think a lot. You said like <laughs> about 486 times. Yeah. In a three minute span. It's like, and I'm like, and I was like, and Sounded he was like, like a fucking 15 and it was year old like, high school and chick. Like, <laughs> and it was like so like awesome. Like I tell you, like he was like, and I was like, I just, oh my god, like oh totally my totes. goodness, this is funny. Oh, but yes, that was a terrible life choice, bro. You yeah. Probably you should probably I not do not that to use again. Copy paste. Never copy paste. <laughs> the style, Don't the styler coming up. back to get you. Yeah. I, I want to do just one more real quick because it's a fun one, oh, and then we'll, we'll dying, call it bro. there. I know, I know I'm you're dying. Dead. Uh, Desert Island, three things that you bring, but you're only, but you have to be able to carry them. This comes in from Sergeant Dragon. Uh, well, water. Obviously, need water to live. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to be able to carry infinite amounts of water, but I guess yeah, if you want to bring bring a bottle. Yeah. Oh, I'd bring more than a bottle. I'd bring like a fucking tank. I think this is assuming. I think this is assuming that at the very least there's accessible water and and oh, you know okay. something for you to hunt so that you're not going to just die. I think that's the, water the assumption filter, here. Butane torch and a knife. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely uh, take a lighter, a knife, and some fap lotion. Oh, that eighty that that eighty gallon tub of fat lotion on Amazon. <laughs> Pass the time a little faster. Dehydrate myself, or be uh, like lost going, and bring a CD player with not enough batteries. I'm going with uh, I'm I'm going with uh, hatchet, uh, cast iron pot, and uh, flint. Hmm. Are my three things, because at that Flint. point, I mean, the hatchet's the way to go. Because it's a hammer, it's a cutting tool, it's you can you can do anything with a hatchet, uh, and then uh, you know, cast iron pan. You can do all or pot. You do all your cooking. You do water boilings. You yeah, do all of this shit. You need to do in that. Uh, and then uh, and then the flint, obviously, to make fire easier. Because who the shit wants to rub sticks together for like forty five minutes and attempt to do that? Not Nobody. this guy. No, Nobody. I'd probably fail at that too. Like I'd be freezing. What object you would you have cast on the desert island? Like crazy, you scrub it out with sand. It's not that fucking difficult. The shit's like indestructible. What object on a desert <laughs> island would you want to be your Wilson from Castaway? Oh yeah, what object? It's mm. a good question. What's my Wilson? Fat lotion. You use your fat lotion as Wilson. Fat lotion. You have your like bloody handprint on a bottle of fat lotion. Mm-hmm. You're fapping so it. much. That's where the bloody handprint yeah. came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Wilson! Oh. <laughs> Wilson! Oh man! Don't you look at me like that, Wilson. Uh, name him Jurgen. Jorbot got uh, that one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, with bowling ball because then I can crush it with it when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Magic to fucking carry around ball. a bowling ball? Though that'd be terrible. Magic eight Wait, ball. Wilson just sat in a, like in a, in a static spot most of the time. You know, you just put him somewhere. And he's already got two eyes and a small mouth, right? You know, he's the bowling ball. He's got the he's got the. It's already in place. <laughs> great. You know, you need to crush some shit. Bowling ball do great. Uh, you know, it's good stuff. Ooh, blow up doll. I like that one. 
blow up. Get one of those like kids' toys that you pull the rope and it makes noise. <laughs> it's like mm. talks. Like the arrow spins <laughs> and it just talks. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think that's good enough, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're yes. gonna call it there. Jeff is about to die. I am. I. I don't. I'm so sorry. Like I'm like I, dead no, tonight. It's understandable. I'm trying my best to like fucking be a team player here, but I'm dead. It's un. Like, it's I'm understandable. Dead. It's understandable. Nah, man, we didn't need to go much longer anyway. We we've had a three and a half hour long day, yeah, uh, gents. Yeah. I think we I think we did a uh, did it well enough. Uh, so before we go, wait, wait, yes. wait, wait. Before we yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Everybody that's watching, um, if you're watching this live right now, Saturday one thirty Eastern time. Actually, yeah, yeah, one thirty Eastern time. The lag TV stream will be happening on my Twitch, and it is going to be uh for them kids over at World Vision. It is going to be a charity event. So we're going to be casting lots of Brood War. We're going to be, um, there's going to be different levels. We're going to be giving away a lot of technical alpha swag as well to a uh, certain level of donators. And there's even going to be a special slot um, for uh, a donation. I don't know uh, what it was again, uh, where Adam will play Brood War either verse the donator in a 1v1 or he will do an actual Nova War says where the donator will get him to do whatever they want. And there'll be different ones where uh, certain levels All of donation will talks. get me to do whatever whatever they want me to do. Uh, we'll also be casting their replays if they want, things like that. It's going to be a fun, fun day. A full day of casting is happening this Saturday. That is the 23rd. At 1.30 Eastern. If you can't make it right on time, we will be streaming all day, so tune in when you can. If you're listening to this after Saturday, which chances are you are because this probably won't be posted until later in the week, all of the casting that we're doing is going to be going on YouTube, and you will still be able to support uh, the cause with links in the description of those videos. Just go watch the videos, show some love, and uh, we will see you guys on Saturday. So, We're pretty um, excited. Jeff, I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of helper there. If there's any of the uh, technical alpha swag you want me to ship out from here, I'll pay the shipping for it. There we go. Hey, look at that. So if there you want to include the go. pins and the stickers and stuff, I'll deal with that. Boom goes the dynamite. Well, bam. Getting that stuff out. Mm. Getting it happening. So that's my pluck. Be there. Ladies Be there Saturday, guys. Be there, well, we, yeah, for those of you on the live stream. For everyone else, be there. time machine. Flux yes. capacitor, DeLorean, 88 miles an hour, crazy old guy with insane hair, aliens, something like that. Mm. Hey, we got Patreon producers. We do. And we have, uh, I like to say that we have the best producers. Uh, we have Jetrix and Mr. Miyagi, both at the $500 level. Goddamn. Damn. Postal Panda hanging out in the $250 level. Goddamn. And then not slacking either. Are many, many months for some of these gentlemen as well. Yep. At the yep. $100 level, Jamaican Jazz, Adam mm. Barlow, Toad of Steel, Naily, Derek P., Fry C., and Ice Wolfie. Thank you all for being unbelievable supporters. And thanks everyone else who continues to support at any level on the Patreon. It is the reason we get to continue to do this show. Uh, and it will be in the, in the future, the reason why we get to expand the content uh, that we currently provide. 
So uh, for those of you on Patreon, $5 and higher, there's going to be a couple more of those retro verses going up here in the next week or so. So keep an eye out for that. There's a couple of goodies in there. There's a couple of good ones that we get to. So you can brace yourself for that. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, coming and hanging out with us here live. Twitch.tv slash Technical Alpha if you guys are interested in joining us here in the future. Once again, uh, the shows have been moved to Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Love to see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, thank you again for listening and watching. Peace. Bye.